there is a big difference between like spoken French and the French that you learn in books or at school. Again, there is nothing wrong with having an accent. It just happened by accident, like we, uh, we realized that after. French speakers have an advantage that they don't really use. Salut. 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 Hello, Elsa. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I was really looking forward to talking with you. And I think people who are learning French, they already know you and your work, but some other people they may not know. So yeah, could you introduce a little bit about yourself and about uh, your channel, your projects, and also recently found out that you have like a very interesting story that happened before the, the creation of the channel. So could you share a little bit with us? <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, I'm Elisa. I'm 29 years old and I'm the creator of the YouTube channel French Mornings with Elisa. So what I do on the channel basically is to teach um, French through my videos and I'm focusing more at the moment on pronunciation and slang. <laughs> and I'm trying to... to to give people the resource they need to really understand French people. Because you, in French, it, it's like this for many languages, but in French especially, I guess, there is a big difference between like spoken French and the French that you learn in books or at school and everything. So that was the main uh, problem that my students had when yeah when they were trying to understand native french speakers mm. so i decided to like build the channel around this like trying to understand like daily french improve your pronunciation and yeah i'm trying to do that in a very like casual way but also like trying to stay professional mm -hmm. sure, yeah <laughs> well, where the idea came from like to start a channel uh before 2020 i was working in paris and i didn't like the city anymore and i decided that i wanted to live somewhere else but i i did i had no idea what i was going to do because i had my job there so that meant i had to do something else and i decided to take a year off travel around the world for the whole year and then find out on the way um, but i could only travel for three months i traveled from january to march and then covid hit so i came back to france in march and the only thing i could do since i couldn't work or and i i didn't have anything i didn't have my apartment i i had no job like basically nothing but i had my computer so i started giving online french lesson like one-on-one -on -one classes because i've always been in two languages like this is something i really like and uh at that time yeah there was a platform that hired many people because everybody was staying at home so everybody wanted to learn a new language at that time and so that's how it started basically I, I, I could see myself doing this and I always liked YouTube for learning languages like I, I think I learned English a lot through YouTube mm. 
And yeah, basically when I learn a new language, I'm, I'm always searching for content in, in that language in, on YouTube. So I knew how to make videos because that was my past job. That's what I was doing in, when I was working in Paris. I was working for TV shows, uh, I worked on documentaries, etc. mostly on the editing um, part. So I thought, yeah, it could be a good mix of those two skills and let's try. So yeah, that's, what I, that's where the idea came from. It was very scary at first because like getting a YouTube channel is not like... It, it's a small thing and a big thing. Like basically when you create your YouTube channel, no one is going to watch your videos. So you don't know why you feel so scared but putting your face on the internet like this and mm -hmm. talking to people telling giving them advice thinking that they should listen to you this is something like a bit scary at first yeah <laughs> scary yeah yeah totally like i feel that uh, the podcast mm -hmm. was a little bit scary when i started but now i'm used but it's only audio i recorded a video for, yeah. our, for our channel and it was like it's so different to be in front of the camera, right? And you need to talk. And it's like, at the end, I always feel, mm, I wasn't 100% myself. I wasn't how I would like. So it's much harder than actually people think or or yeah. how we think before starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a lot harder. And then the strange thing is that you get really, really used to it. And now I, I should be even more scared, uh, let's say, because I have like... Uh, 180,000 followers and I, I don't even care as much as when I had like 100 <laughs> so that's the strange thing about it yeah mm -hmm, yeah but you got used and I think this is the yeah the thing yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you said it you you also use YouTube to to learn languages to have access to different content and your content is very specific like you were saying like hella slangs you have pronunciation and it's very fun and informal way in a very fun and informal way so was there anything that you couldn't find in other content that you were uh were watching on youtube for example and then you try to apply it in your own content mm, yes um s somehow i think mm -hmm. um because I, I, I took it very seriously from the start. So before creating the channel, I was like checking what was already there. And especially for French, I was like, watching what other teachers were doing. And I thought, mm, maybe it's all, all, it's good. You learn a lot, but it's so serious. And I think learning languages should be fun and entertaining as everything that, as most of the videos that people like to watch on YouTube. So, and uh, as I said, I, I've been watching YouTube for like, I don't know, ever since it started basically. So <laughs> 15 years mm -hmm. maybe. And so I grew up watching those videos where P YouTubers use the same gimmicks and you can see here the, the same sounds, like the same jokes or these kind of things. And I, I try to add some, like not too much, but a little bit mm -hmm. of this inside my videos. And I, I'm always thinking that I'm creating the content that I would like to watch myself. If I were to learn a new language, 
what kind of video would help me and what kind of video would I like to watch. So it stays fun, interesting for me to do. I don't get bored uh, because at the end of the day you have to make a video every week. So it has to be something that you enjoy doing. <laughs> So, um, yeah, basically that's why I, d I didn't want to create something too serious that would take also a lot of time and research and then people would <laughs> like mm -hmm. come at you if you say, uh, if you make a little mistakes in your research or something. So I thought, yeah, you can learn languages in a very casual and chill way and still make it fun. Yeah, and I think your, your channel is also very motivating for uh, also for people who haven't started learning French yet because like you also talk about the culture you have like a vlog and you introduce the some uh, some different aspects of like there is like French culture as well right that was since the beginning part of the plan or it just happened um, no I, I I was always thinking that um, like when you get interested in in a new language usually you also get interested in the culture of the country where that language is spoken so I was very inspired by what uh, Hugo from Inner French is doing like he's he talks about very um, society in general and um, like French society and cultures somehow and I tried to like think about what he was doing and like what could what what I would be interested in and what I think is um, interested interesting um, about the French culture and like some little uh, fun facts it was more like okay this is like a fun fact like did you know that the French kiss is not that French and like okay let's develop the the whole concept and <laughs> make a video about that so it was more like the idea yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I'm actually laughing because I asked some friends of mine I want to send some questions I think you maybe you even know him and he said ah, ask her about the French kiss and I was like, <laughs> and it was, I took it as like joke yeah but yeah that's true true <laughs> Yeah, so also, as I said, some people sent some questions. As you were saying before, uh, the daily French is very different than the French that we usually find in, in regular content for mm -hmm. uh, for language learners or in, in books, uh, mostly, I think. And I, there's like even funny story, like a friend of mine told me these days, oh, I'm understanding French, but like real French. And, <laughs> and what tips do you have for uh, for people in order to improve the comprehension of the this real daily French? Mm, I would say that at my main advice would be like don't freak out at some point you will understand this because it this is something that happens in every languages for example if we think about English English is harder than we think for example we, but we are so used to it because we're listening to English all the time and it's basically become uh, a common language among travelers and people on the internet and, and, and everything. But in English you also have all the all the slang uh, that is changing a lot. Every year there is a new word and there are many contractions as well. For example, like, I'm going to do this, I'm gonna do this. This is also something that you could say is very hard to understand. But you get used to everything. If you listen to the language enough, 
you you will understand <laughs> yeah 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 totally that's very good advice i mean it can sound a little bit generic but it's actually it's true it takes time yeah we need to be patient but yeah exactly i think yeah that's what we need to remember that it it takes time but it's like this for all languages and at the end of the day there are so many people speaking english and and understanding it so well that french is a little harder maybe mm-hmm. but not that much <laughs> okay yeah so yeah also people usually complain about the pronunciation right the french pronunciation Mm -hmm. and do you think it's as hard as everyone says and do you have any tips like for example should we memorize all the sounds of the language or should we just do like you were saying the same for the real french just uh, get exposed to it and we will get used to it Yeah, it. I guess it depends on uh, what your goals are with the language. For example, there are people who don't mind have, keeping their accent mm-hmm. and people who are really interested in pronunciation and want to lose their native accent as much as possible. So again, there is nothing wrong with having an accent. And I think it's like really great when people really own their accent. Um, but what could help also understanding uh, spoken French and, and French in general is starting to by studying the phonetics I guess because the problem with French as it is in English I'm always doing this comparison uh, is that it's not spelled how it's um, how, it, how it is pronounced but there are rules And recently I created like a pronunciation course and I've studied all that for weeks, even months. And I really believe that if you understand the phonetics, the phonetics rules for French, then you will improve your pronunciation, but you will also understand French speaker uh, much more. Because in my head, for example, when I hear a word, I see Uh, how it is spelled and I maybe not everyone works like this but for me it it, it helps and I believe that if you can like if you're able to listen to a word and then in your head uh, match it to its spelling it makes it easier to understand uh, what is being said Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes much sense. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Do you also think about the written word when you are talking in a foreign language? Some people say that they, uh, they think about the, the, the structure, like the written language when they imagine it when they are talking. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm very visual, I'm very visual learner. Yeah, interesting. I think most, most of people are visual learners, right? Mm, probably, yeah. yeah. Now, another question that, that I have here that someone sent is what have you learned so far from uh, Liga Romanica and uh, regarding the link between French and the other Romance languages? Not only is Spanish, mm. uh, Portuguese and Italian, but also the other ones that you, you have contact with uh, the interviews, we've talked with different people. Uh-huh. Um, should we explain what is Liga Romanica? Oh, yeah. I th- do, yeah. do people I, know? I think, I think yeah, it's important <laughs> to... to to explain like first of all what's Liga Romanica yeah um so Liga Romanica is a project that we started with uh three other youtubers 
we actually became friends first. Uh, so there's a uh, Leo who teaches Portuguese on his channel, Portuguese with Leo, Davide who teaches Italian on Podcast Italiano, and Elena uh, who talks about the Spanish language on her channel uh, Linguoriosa. And yeah, so we had this idea to build something together and we, so we made a YouTube channel where we post the videos of the lives that we do on Twitch and the concept is that we each speak a Roman language. It just happened by accident, like we, uh, we realized that after. Um, so each of us speaking in his native language and we basically have a conversation where we can all understand each other and sometimes we have guests and so it's a lot of fun it's not <laughs> that serious <laughs> yes yeah it's a, it's a pretty good um, idea actually right i think especially for people who yeah. are very interested in romance languages and know one or two languages and you can you i think for me at least i mean for other people that i heard that you find out that you understand more than you think actually of the other yeah, ones yeah yeah absolutely mm -hmm. for example i i speak i can say that i speak italian but i cannot say that i'm fluent at all in uh spanish and portuguese but still we can like have a normal conversation which is actually pretty crazy when you think about it and yeah so the question was uh yeah. What did you yeah. learn? Yeah, what have you learned so far the, regarding the like the link between French and the other Romance languages? Things that you you didn't know before starting the this new project. Um, so it's more that I've realized that uh, French speakers have an advantage that they don't really use <laughs> because we're not that good at languages uh, in France. But we should be, because like when you speak French, you have such a good base to learn all the other Roman languages. And I, yeah, for, for me, it's really easy just to, to, when I didn't speak any of the other languages, mm -hmm. just reading them was super easy. And I think, yeah, that French speakers should realize that and maybe work a little bit more on learning other Roman languages because it's not that hard for them. And what I've also realized is that the other way around is not that true. And again, because phonetics are a bit more complex in French, so uh, most of the time like people tell me, oh yeah, if I read French, I can understand, but when I hear it, it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's interesting. A any other thing that you recall now that you, you learned uh, also regarding other languages, other Romance languages that you had contact with? Um, I've learned a bit more about uh, Catalan mm -hmm. because actually this is something that we speak pretty often on about on Liga Romanica. Um, and I've realized how big of a language it is because before in my mind it was like okay yeah people in Barcelona speak Catalan and Spanish but I never realized that Catalan was the native language of uh, many people in, in Spain 
and that it was so so important it's actually really um, interesting because again it's not that difficult for French speaker to understand Catalan mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's actually true that's actually true I, I started learning Catalan yeah. after uh, starting learning French and it helped me really a lot after knowing Spanish and Mm. and French Catalan became much easier uh, yeah another question we have here is what's your favorite French word or term do you have one mm, so I there are many words that I like for uh, no particular reason just because they sound good uh, but the one I'm thinking of is souffle le souffle, le souffle. Uh, that means the, the breath or like more the exhalation. It's, it means both. And I really like that word because it's very soft and it also sounds like what it describes. Souffle, like you have to exhale when you say it. So I, I like words like this, like when you hear them they give you like a sensation and then you're able to kind of tell what they're about, even if you don't know the language. I think this is super, super cool. Yeah, th this is an amazing answer. Yeah, I, di I didn't expect uh, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah, very nice. Very, very interesting. Uh, and I know that we have, except for English, we have another two common languages, Italian mm -hmm. and French, of course. Let's have some language questions. Okay. Uh, one question in Italian for you is Perché e quando hai deciso di imparare l'italiano? Um, allora, ho deciso di imparare l'italiano più o meno due anni fa, quando è iniziato il Covid, <laughs> quando sono tornata in Francia, perché il mio piano era di uh, viaggiare in uh, America Latina e imparare, mm. lo, imparare lo spagnolo. Però quando sono tornata in Francia stavo pensando a... Ah, questa volta lo spagnolo non lo posso imparare e volevo cam cambiare area, no? <ride> pensare a altre cose e durante il covid ho, ho iniziato a imparare l'italiano e il portoghese anche però ho, alla fine mi sono concentrata sull'italiano perché era più facile <ride> Sì, certo. Uh, <ride> e anche la grammatica è più simile al sì, francese, no? Sì, secondo me quando sai il francese l'italiano è la lingua la più facile da imparare. Sì, no, certo. Eh, une question en français. Mm -hmm. uh, et que voudrais-tu dire aux personnes qui apprennent le français? Est-ce que tu as un, un message? Uh, okay. Alors, je voudrais leur dire bravo, <ride> déjà, <ride> pour commencer, parce que... Parce que on, on donne la réputation en français d'être une langue assez difficile, euh, ce qui n'est pas complètement faux. Hein. Mais, euh, mais apprendre les bases... Et en fait, il faut aussi se rappeler qu'on n'a pas besoin d'apprendre une langue parfaitement. Et on peut apprendre les langues... Euh, et, on, et on peut être euh, parler couramment et faire beaucoup de fautes et, et, et c'est pas grave. Et dans tous les cas, ce qui compte, c'est de savoir communiquer, d'être à l'aise, de ne pas avoir peur euh, quand on parle. Et peut-être que c'est ça, les... pour certaines personnes, le, le plus gros défi. Mais, euh, mais il ne faut en tout cas pas penser que pour parler français, il faut le parler parfaitement. 
et c'est la même chose que ce que je disais sur les accents tout à l'heure en fait avoir un accent faire des fautes et tout ça ça fait partie de la enfin ça donne de la personnalité aux gens et, et, et quand on assume ça et quand on en est fier c'est c'est super chouette je trouve oui, oui. <rire> et aussi parce que comment comme tu as dit la, la prononciation mm -hmm. euh, du français c'est vraiment très difficile je pense que c'est très compliqué pour les étrangers pour parler similaire mm -hmm. euh, au français donc c'est normal qu'on a un accent et c'est bien ouais. et pas, pas des soucis non non ouais. non c'est clair yeah. c'est la richesse aussi d'avoir un accent oui je, je trouve oui yeah, je suis d'accord oui euh, et oui c'est ça so yeah that's it thank you very much for attending in this episode I'm really glad that I, thank you. I had a... thank you for having me yeah, thank you for accepting the, the invitation I will leave all the links for your channel, for Lingua Romanica nice. and for French Mornings. And yeah, and people can follow you. And is, are, are there other links where people can can find you? Um, mostly on YouTube. And I also have an Instagram account, which is also French Mornings with Elisa, where I post stories sometimes. Not many posts, but a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super. Yeah, I will leave everything um, in the description of the episode so people can follow, can follow you there. Yeah, cool. very good. Thank you very much. Merci. Thank you. Merci. Merci. If you like the episode with Elisa, don't forget to follow LingaCast on social media and your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to help us produce more and better content, you can join our Patreon program in order to support our project. Thank you very much for listening to another episode. That's all for today. And don't forget, enjoy our language journey.